and welcome to the first in a series of short podcasts where members of the SMB Commercial Disputes team will cover some key topics that we hope will be helpful to our listeners. Today we'll be addressing quite a high level subject, namely whether a wronged party can and should embark on litigation. By litigation we, may, we mean suing someone, going to court and issuing proceedings. I'm Catherine Penny, a partner in our Commercial Disputes team. And I'm Mike Stocks, a managing associate in the same team. So, Catherine, let's take a hypothetical situation. The MD of a company phones you up to have a moan about a supplier who's yet again delivered critical components late, meaning delay in supplying a finished product to its customer. The MD's seen the contract with the supplier, and she's noticed that if there's a dispute, the company can bring a claim in an English court. She's had enough of the supplier and wants to do just that. What are the sorts of things that cross your mind in such a situation? Well, firstly, um, there are legal considerations that I think about. Uh, and that's generally why clients come to a lawyer. So we, um, we go through the, uh, a legal analysis. Firstly, what does the contract say if there is a contract? Um, and are the other side actually in breach? Just because they're late doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're in breach. What's the value of any potential claim? Are there any exclusion clauses in that contract which would limit the claims? And what does the contract say about pursuing a claim? Are there any escalation clauses? Um, that is hoops that you have to jump through before you can actually issue proceedings and bring your claim. Some contracts require there to be management discussions or even for there to be a formal mediation. And finally, are there any relevant contractual or statutory time limits in play, um, which you need to keep an eye on before you bring a claim? So broadly, they're the legal issues to be thinking about, but then there's also the commercial and pragmatic considerations in play. So in the heat of the moment, the MD on the phone um, thinks that litigation sounds like a nice idea. She's cross with the other side and she wants to have her day in court. But really, this should often be the last resort. Litigation shouldn't be embarked upon lightly. It's expensive, it's time consuming, and the impact upon the management team and uh, business generally shouldn't be forgotten because it can hang over a business for a year or more. It can also permanently damage business relationships. So you need to take a step back and think about the wider picture um, and, and the impact that any litigation might have on that relationship. And then moving on to money, financially speaking within the business, can um, this MD's business afford to bring the claim and risk losing the claim? If not, then external funding may be an option. Uh, and also, what are the finances like on the other side? Is this opponent worth suing? Uh, the general rule in England and Wales is that the loser pays most of the winner's costs. But if the opponent doesn't have the money, uh, you obviously have to factor that in, both in terms of getting your damages and getting your costs back. And there's often no, no point in throwing good money after bad. And uh, final couple of points are insurance. Uh, companies nowadays often have insurance either for the claim itself or for their legal expenses of pursuing that claim. So that's worth thinking about. And also, does this MD want to risk adverse publicity uh, in pursuing a claim? Because after all, litigation is a public process. And of course, parties are now being strongly encouraged to try and resolve their disputes before starting off the court process. Can you 
say a few words about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the courts expect the parties to try and resolve their disputes before coming to court. We call this the pre-action stage. And the courts want to see that the parties have done that. And if you haven't, there's a risk the court will punish you with a costs order. And, and during that pre-action phase, presumably there's a the possibility for the parties to try and reach a compromise? Totally. And, and that is the aim of the game. That's what we're here for, is to help the parties in find their resolution, either directly between themselves or through the lawyers or through an independent third party called a mediator. And we'll be talking about those processes and alternative dispute resolution uh, in a later podcast. Thanks. You, you mentioned earlier that a piece of litigation can last a year or even longer. Um, if the pre-action stage is concluded, but the party differences have still not been resolved, what do you tend to tell a client to expect during the lifetime of the case? Well, I, I like clients to go into a, a piece of litigation with their eyes open. So I um, talk a lot at the beginning of a case about how long the case is going to take and how much work it's going to require from them. But in terms of the process itself, I tend to think of a piece of litigation as having four distinct stages. You can settle the case at any time. So you tend to have this two track process where there might be settlement discussions going on, but the procedure of the court process will continue alongside that. And it's that process that I see as having these four stages. So the first is the pre-action stage before you issue your claim. And we've talked about that briefly. The second is where the claimant's had enough and it issues its claim in court. It pays its um, 10 grand court fee and the parties set out their cases formally through the particulars of claim and then you get a defence from the other side and sometimes a, a counterclaim and then it's reply. And once that second phase is complete, the court gets involved properly for the first time and you tend to have a hearing where you decide a timetable for the rest of the case through to trial and those next steps through to trial involve disclosure and then evidence and then the trial itself. Our listeners may have heard about disclosure or at least heard it mentioned. Can you explain what it is? Well, disclosure is um, also called discovery in some jurisdictions and essentially it's where both parties have to share the documents that they have that are relevant to the case and the word document here is got a very wide definition it covers emails word documents handwritten notes diary entries whatsapp messages text messages um, there's all sorts of, of documents that you have to factor in and there's plenty of scope for argument as to what exactly should be disclosed and what you can get away with not disclosing which is often what it comes down to. So once you've got through that uh, rather tricky and thorny process, what happens next? Well, then you've, you've got all the documents that exist, hopefully, that are going to be relevant to the case, and you have to prepare your witness statement. So this is where individuals who are involved in particular events that are core to the dispute um, set out in writing what they say the story is from their perspective. Um, and as, so that's the factual evidence. There might also be evidence from experts on certain issues. What do you mean by experts? So not all cases require an expert, but say there's a, um, a, a niche area where the, the court might need some assistance in understanding what, what the issues are, what the point is, the technical issues such as 
what the regulatory process is to bring a drug to market or the potential causes of cracking in steam turbines, which is what the dispute is all about. So a judge can't be expected to know the ins and outs of that. So you get an expert or both sides get experts to give their opinion as to what's gone on here to assist the court in coming to a, a decision. Um, but more common in commercial disputes, I would say, uh, are experts in the field of accounting and they provide assistance to work out the actual losses suffered by the business and therefore the damages that they'll be claiming from the other side. I see. I, I think you've covered now stages one, two and three. So what's stage four? Stage four is um, what some people might think of as being the business end or the fun bit, it's the trial itself. So if the parties haven't been able to resolve their, dis their differences at any point up until now, and the vast majority of cases do settle before trial, but if they haven't, then the parties go to court, the judge hears the arguments from the lawyers and hears the evidence from the witnesses, and then makes a decision about who's right, what the losses are, um, if any, and who has to pay the legal costs of the whole process. So that's the that's phase four. So I suppose, strictly speaking, there might be a phase five um, if one of the parties wants to appeal the judgment. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And I suppose there's also a possibility of a sixth phase, because if if you win and the other side doesn't pay up, then you uh, you might need to chase them for payment. And we call that the enforcement stage. And we'll we'll talk about that in another podcast down the line. Uh, before we end the podcast, it's just worth adding, I think, that we've approached this issue from the point of view of a party looking to bring a claim. Um, but of course, there are parties who might be on the receiving end of one. So, so briefly, how would you advise clients in that situation? Well, I think first and foremost would be don't ignore it. Uh, because there are particular time limits in play when you do get a claim on your desk. So seek that legal advice as soon as possible so that you don't miss any of those deadlines. And to support um, you and provide the advice you need to, to be able to respond to that claim, the, the lawyer will want to see um, the underlying contract or contracts, any correspondence that is going between the businesses um, and any letters you may have received from the other side solicitors. And armed with that information, we ought to be able to advise you both on the underlying merits of the dispute and also any procedural strategies that you can run to best fight, fight your corner. So going back to the example at the start, I think the message probably to the MD is not to be too hasty. There are quite a lot of commercial and legal considerations to take account of before commencing a claim. Well, thanks very much, Catherine. I hope that's been useful um, for our listeners. Um, in our next podcast, we'll be covering a different form of dispute resolution process, namely arbitration. So do look out for that. Thanks and goodbye. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>